This message comes from Capital One. Your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services backed by the strength of a top 10 commercial bank. Visit CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Member FDIC. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. President Biden is again calling on Congress to pass a massive security spending package that would include funding to help Israel and Ukraine in their war efforts. NPR's Tamara Key says he made the case while Germany's chancellor was visiting the White House. Biden has been trying for months to get Congress to approve the package, which includes $61 billion for Ukraine. He said the U.S. would be there for Ukraine as long as it takes, but pushback from House Republicans has put that commitment in serious doubt. The failure of the United States Congress, if it occurs, not to support Ukraine is close to criminal neglect. It is outrageous. The Senate could vote as early as next week on an aid package. But even if it does pass, it's not at all clear the House will even bring it up for a vote. Tamara Keith, NPR News, the White House. Senators are working this weekend on that aid package for Ukraine, Israel and other allies. It's viewed as President Biden's last chance, at least for now, to deliver American support after that bipartisan border security deal collapsed. At least seven people were killed in Ukraine's second largest city after drone attacks by Russia. NPR's Polina Litvinova reports from eastern Ukraine. Russian troops attacked the city of Kharkiv in northeastern Ukraine with Shahed drones on Friday night. One drone hit a gas station, sparking a fire that damaged 14 houses. The head of Kharkiv Regional Military Administration, Alexei Nyhubov, said the attack killed several people, including a family with three children. The youngest child was seven months old. Kharkiv is about 20 miles from the Russian border. Russian forces target it nearly every week. Sometimes it takes only 30-40 seconds for a Russian missile to strike the city. Polina Litvinova, NPR News. Israel is making plans to push into the southern Gaza city of Rafah. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has asked the military to come up with evacuation plans for civilians, saying Rafah is Hamas's last remaining stronghold. Audio recordings of desperate calls for help sparked a campaign to find a six-year-old girl who went missing about two weeks ago while under fire in Gaza City. The BBC's Lucy Williamson reports that the girl has now been found dead. Today, her grandfather said she'd been found dead in the neighborhood where she and her family came under fire 12 days ago. The Palestinian Red Crescent said the bodies of two paramedics sent to rescue Hend were also found meters away. The ambulance they were traveling in had been bombed, they said, accusing Israel of deliberately targeting the vehicle, despite the crew obtaining permission from the army to enter the area. We've asked the Israeli army for a response. The BBC's Lucy Williams reporting there from Jerusalem. And you're listening to NPR News. Police in Tennessee are engaged in a manhunt. They're looking for a man suspected of fatally shooting a sheriff's deputy in Blunt County and injuring another during a traffic stop Thursday evening. Authorities have identified the suspect as 42-year-old Kenneth e. Hart. His brother was arrested yesterday and charged with being an accessory after the fact. The stock market continuing a record-setting run. The S&P 500 closed above 5,000 for the first time in history. As NPR's David Gura reports, recent gains reflect 
Wall Street's optimism about the U.S. economy. All three major indices ended the week higher, something that's happened five weeks in a row. The S&P 500 closed at 5,026. It continues to be a narrow rally driven by a handful of large technology companies. The tech-heavy Nasdaq gained one and a quarter percent on Friday. Lori Cavalcina is the head of U.S. equity strategy at RBC Capital Markets. The data is headed in the right direction in terms of the economy being stronger than a lot of people thought and inflation really being on the mend. The government will release new CPI data on Tuesday. Cavalcina also credits what publicly traded companies have said about their performance in the last three months of 2023. Many of them did better than Wall Street expected. David Gura, NPR News, New York. A couple of Senate races have been upended in Montana. House Freedom Caucus member Matt Rosendale has filed to run in the Republican primary against an establishment-backed candidate in Maryland. The popular former GOP governor Larry Hogan has filed to run for the Senate seat currently held by the retiring Democratic Senator Ben Cardin. This is NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor Allianz Travel Insurance. Whether you're planning a weekend away or an international adventure, All Trips Annual Travel Insurance can protect every trip you take for the next 365 days. Get a quote at AllianzTravelInsurance.com. 